1: Hi, I'm Angela Cialana, and you're listening to The Secrets of Captain Marvel, where we will photon blast into the hidden layers and deeper meanings of this Marvel movie. Joining me today on the panel are, first of all, we have author of Supergirls and Halos, Maria Johnson. Hey, Maria. Hi, it's a pleasure to be here. And we also couldn't do this without a Marvel geek. So we've got Andrew Hermes. Hi, Andrew.
0: Hello, hello. It's good to meet you. First time doing a show with you.
1: Absolutely. It'll be fantastic. I know for sure. And uh, rounding out our panel of supreme intelligence is our fellow geek, Thomas Sanherho. How's it going?
2: It's going very well. I was worried you weren't going to give me a good intro, giving him the Marvel geek thing. So I'm glad glad to get (laughs) in there.
1: (laughs) Won't let you down. (laughs) All right. So uh, first of all, before we get into this, hello, spoiler alert, people. This is called Secrets, so we're going to get real deep into this. If you have not seen this movie, why are you listening? Um, Go see the movie, then come on back and listen. Um, So I'd like to set the stage here, and let's talk about Captain Marvel outside of the movie for a sec. Um, So we all have differing levels of familiarity with this character. Um, I'd like to know what everybody's familiar. with familiarity level was and what were your expectations going into the movie so who wants to jump in first
2: i am um, i okay the water's read- cold <laughs> 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 i have re- i've read some of the some of the comic books before and so um i i was but but i, I go into all of these marvel movies not expecting anything that's that's one of the first things that I do is I just lay down what I know about any of the comics and I'm ready to go in and be surprised. And they have not failed me yet.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I've also, I'm, I'm slightly familiar with her in the comics. I, I haven't read like her, like main runs in the, in the comic books, but uh, she's always, she's been like an auxiliary character in in some big like Marvel event books. Um So I didn't know like too much about her, but I knew she was really powerful and um, I knew that she would be, they would have to establish her as one of the more powerful characters in the Marvel universe.
1: Hmm. Maria, what about you?
3: Well, I I read her a little bit in the 70s when I was a kid um, and and then she just kind of fell off the radar for me for, for the longest time. And um, I didn't read too many comics as an adult until I would get together maybe sometimes with my son or something who, you know, would would bring something into the house and and we'd talk a little bit about it. Um, So she was completely off the radar, except that I do remember uh, the comment that she was super hyped as like the strongest of the Avengers. And so Mm -hmm. that's kind of the expectation that I brought to the movie was, okay, so that's the hype, but how is this actually going to play out? Um, so, so that's, I, I was kind of skeptical. I wanted to see what it was like. And to be honest with you, and we're not going to give spoilers to, to the, um, to the end game movie <laughs> she's featured in it. Um, <laughs> but I, I won't, I won't throw out any spoilers, but I, I kind of was expecting that there too. So, um, mm. that was, that's what I was hoping for to see how she was going to be so spectacular.
0: Well, yeah. I think everyone has you... seen end game. We could get end game. No,
2: I know. was gonna is say a that's a big
0: tease.
3: Ah, that's a big yeah. tease. <laughs>
2: this is just
0: Captain Marvel
3: spoilers here. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I,
2: I I would like to cycle back around to that though. I, 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 after we get into the movie a little bit, one of the things that I want to talk about generally with the Marvel universe is that they've got a power problem now, and um and she's a big uh, a big issue because uh, the, and they had to solve that power problem in Endgame, but you know won't go too much into that. But uh, she is going to be a big. Problem going forward, like how do we make villains that are strong enough to face off with her by herself first off, but then also with um, the Avengers team if she's a part of it?
1: Yeah, because you you'd think that Thanos was like the guy, right? I mean, the way that they built up Thanos so much, um, and again, not going into spoilers there, but uh, <laughs> but
3: at I the so same time... want to say something about <laughs> Thor here. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But he, yeah, he's another oh. one after after Ragnarok. You know, you get to the end of Ragnarok, and uh he's a powerhouse, and it's a big yeah. issue that they that you know and and they had to deal with. Uh, we can go back to the the first one, you know, because I, I think everybody's seen that one. It's not really spoilers at this point, but they had to deal with Hulk uh in that in that first uh encounter with Thanos, where you know Hulk couldn't show up because he was just too strong. So now we've got a few characters in the Marvel universe that are just they're they're too far on on that power power scale. In but uh. You know I think going back to the origins talking about where she where she comes from is a really good way to kind of build into that and talk about who she is and where she comes
3: from. Yeah, that's pretty good. And in those oh, I I was just going to say that she gets her powers different ways in the different renditions of the of the uh, comics. Right. Um and so I guess we right. we need to stick with her with her actual fight in 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 the movie.
1: Yeah, that was a huge part of um this particular movie was a lot of origin stories um not only an origin story for captain marvel but also an origin story for the avengers and shield in particular um and so yeah go ahead andrew what were you gonna say
0: oh yeah i was just gonna say i think you know when we see all the cosmic elements you know being revealed in this movie we're, we're kind of uh, going more and since her origin has a lot to do with uh you know with her spending time you know on another planet and I know we'll get into her origin story uh in a bit but I think uh in regards to like what kind of villains are you gonna create for her i th- I think that that's the direction we're seeing Marvel heading towards is more of a cosmic uh sort of direction where you'll have characters that you know the where their powers are almost limitless because they can be from any part of the universe or the galaxy and uh you'll probably will probably see, you know, villains uh of that nature pop up more that could be a challenge for her.
3: Yeah, for
1: sure. So, um getting into her power and her origin, um so for myself, I really didn't know pretty much anything about Captain Marvel, but I did hear like you said Maria that she was going to be like the boss like um crazy strong character. So um, what did you guys think of the uh, the way that she actually gets her powers? Because I know at the start of the movie, you know, we see that she is powerful and she is introduced to us as a Kree, um, which threw me off because I was thinking Cree, like from the DC universe. Right. Is that right? Am I right with um, uh, Superman? And or am I thinking of something totally different?
2: Oh well, yeah. There's Uh,
1: there's
2: a a lot of crossover in this (laughs) stuff, and that's you know they all they all they all eat from each other the the, the same the same food because and they're they're always competing with each other about this kind of stuff too. So uh, you know, and even Captain Marvel, I I think that's a property that exists kind of on both sides of uh, of of the DC. Yeah, Shazam.
0: Shazam is uh, called Captain Marvel in the DC comics. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, So. so So yeah, it can get really confusing, like going back and forth.
3: <laughs> <laughs> she she matches also. I think um, the Green Lantern. <laughs> yeah, you know, like this this space the space the infusion kind of thing that mm. uh, that's going on. So
1: so so she is uh, introduced to us as a Cree. We think that she's uh quote unquote on the good side, um, and we see that she has this thing kind of like behind her ear, almost on her neck um that originally i think as somebody coming straight on to the character i had no idea where she was getting her power from and i thought that um the way that um jude law's character remind me his, of his name
0: uh Yorog right
1: okay i think i'm so, saying that right yeah. sure why not <laughs>
3: so <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: we'll just yeah it's Yonrog. Sorry, Yonrog. Yon-Rog. Yon-Rog. okay
1: so yeah. when he uh tells her that what what's given can be taken away, then I thought, well, the thing on her neck or her ear or whatever is giving her the power, um, that she has. So, uh, then of course, later on we find out what the origin of her power is, but what did you guys think about the way that they sort of tease that to, to us as the audience and how that was revealed, um, did you feel like that was a satisfactory answer for the the almost invincible power that she has?
2: I really liked it. I um, I'll be honest. This is one of those movies that uh, I loved the fact that she got the power from somewhere else. But the real kicker for me in that moment when she uh, when she gets that power and, and she she takes it into herself is that. You know, there's a lot of times where you have that kind of thing happen and you go, well, then they're not really a superhero. They just have some kind of technologic thing that made them uh, super. And a Spider-Man almost borders that cusp for me where he, he, got, he got bit by a radioactive spider. And so that's why he is what he is. Um, but with her, like she got hit with this blast of radiation that should have killed everything, should have killed anything that came in its way. Uh, and, it, and, it, and there's no reason for her to be alive, except that she's got something special inside of her that made her able to really embrace that power and to take it on and to be to use it as a gift uh, for herself, you know, that that it it infused her with power, but it should have killed her. And that was really impressive to me, the way they built it up all the way to that point. And then instead of it being cheapened by the fact that it came from somewhere else, it was made even stronger by that fact.
1: Yeah, I think um, I have an idea of why she is so special and why she absorbed that power rather than it overtaking her. But what do you guys think is so special about her as a person? Because I think, you know, identity is a, a huge theme in this in this movie. Her identity of Cree versus human, of being a woman, which we'll get into. That's a huge theme as well whether she's alive or dead, who is she, you know, where does she come from? Um, But, you know, there is this idea of there's some quality or a few characteristics that she has as a person that make her, like you said, Thomas, able to have
3: that power. So what do you guys think that is?
0: Oh, that's a good question.
3: Uh, Yeah, I when I was watching when I was watching the film, I was I was having this Father Roderick moment where I wanted to to, to pull out a a pad of paper and start taking notes like in the movie. And, and it was, (laughs) and it was because I had this sudden realization that a lot of what was being discussed was grace. Mm.
0: These,
3: these things that, that these gifts that are given to us that we didn't ask for, well, maybe sometimes we ask for them, but, but that are, that are given to us for no reason for, for no, for no merit that we have other than that it's a gift. Um, and I think that her pursuit of excellence in in everything that she that she wanted to accomplish um, is is part of what made her special. Her her desire that that looking out, I mean, there's so much beautiful symbolism in here. You know, she's in the Air Force, so so it's it's like all of this um, open space is ready for her to conquer. Um, so there's there's this thing about her that makes me think that she's just the the possibility of, of humanity, of being, stealing from one of the other armed forces, um, being everything that she could possibly be. Um, and I think that that's really the spirit of who she is. And that's why she ended up the most powerful, I think, is because she really sought to, to she sought that perfection. I mean, think about the battles when she was fighting with, and I'm sorry, but I just kept calling him Jude Law too. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But when she, when she was, you know, when she was fighting with him, she, she really wanted to kick his butt. She really wanted to, to win. And, um, and so anyway, that's, that's that pursuit of excellence of, 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 of winning, of excelling.
0: Yeah. I think, um. Yeah, I think I agree with uh, most of, you know, what you guys said. I, I I uh there are there could be theories as to how she survived that blast, you know, that we might discover in a future movie. Sure, Like good maybe point. it turns out, yeah. Maybe it turns out that she was, you know, half Kree all along or something like that. Um I know in the comics sometimes uh her you know, that's revealed about her or other uh, iterations of Captain Marvel. Um or it could just be, you know, what the central theme of the movie is, is that, you know, there's the there, she was a hero all along and she had those traits and those qualities. And, you know, as we've learned throughout all the Marvel movies, you know, all the you know, that power coming from, uh, you know, an infinity stone, um, the, infinity, the infinity stones are, are usually drawn to people that have those sorts of qualities, whether they're uh, whether they're human or not. Um, uh, if you remember in, in, in one of the lesser Thor movies, Thor, the dark world, uh, the, uh, um, I forget the name of that, that stone off the top of my head right now. It was the but, reality um, stone. That um, one was the, the yeah. ether, I think was the... the, yeah, the, yeah, the ether. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, Natalie Portman's character gets, uh, consumed by it and, and she was able to handle it. Um, but it had adverse effects on her, obviously. Uh, but. Um, but she survived it. So I think, you know, maybe we'll learn something going forward, but I think right now we'll just, uh, whether more of that will be revealed, we'll, we'll see uh, in the future movies. But, um, right now we can just at least, um, uh, you know, our short answer could be, well, she, she just was, she was the rightful person to sort of have that power. Um, and she, it was earned.
1: So I picked up on a central theme of of uh humanity being important to her obtaining that power is there was even a line towards the end where she's fighting Janrag, if i'm saying that right and uh and she says you're right i'm only human and then there's that montage of her getting up after she's fallen so many times yes and then she's able to just you know overtake him and so uh i i think that's I, I don't think she's going to end up being half Cree or anything like that, because I think they really played up this idea that her part of the reason why she is who she is, is because she embraces what makes her human.
2: Right. Which was a really powerful scene. Oh, my gosh.
3: <laughs> oh, it it is very beautiful. And it speaks to and it speaks to a, a, an element of our humanity where where classically, like in literature, when you're talking about the hero what characteristics does the hero have? And primarily, it is that they have some aspect, some quality that helps them to rise above their their fellow man. And um, in 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 a, in a different context, it's also heroic virtue um, that that she has these other qualities of of fortitude, that persistence that she had um, that made her stand up um you know her her ability to judge things you know and prude i mean I could go into the whole thing about the the you know the the virtues that she holds, but they all lead to that heroic moment when she can rise and 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 be representative of the human race and be representative of of who we can be too
2: right and and then that it's embracing that weakness it's embracing that um you know the, the realizing that i'm gonna fail, realizing that I'm not perfect, realizing that i'm not. Uh, flawless, but that doesn't matter. That's not what makes us human. What makes us human is, is getting back up is, is accepting the responsibility of, of continuing even after we have failed.
1: So I did actually take notes uh, (laughs) (laughs) and I, I wrote down some lines in particular that have to do with this. So when at the, the beginning, after she's had the dream, quote unquote, And she is engaging in this, I guess, kind of practice combat um, with Jude Law. (laughs) Um, He says a couple, he says a few things that I think are really indicative of his character and who he is representing versus her and her humanity. So he says, doubt makes you vulnerable. Control, use control. Humor is a distraction. I want you to be the best version of yourself. Of course he says that to her while he's lying to her about who she is and where she comes from. And uh later on she says, "I made you the best version of yourself." Um and ultimately, um you know, he talks about he talks a lot in lies and she even calls him out on it. And I think, you know, since you brought up Grace I saw a lot of biblical themes in this um, in this movie. Just the fact that in that final scene where she tells him you lied to me, he's wearing a green suit, you know, and she's not. And it's almost like he's a representative of the serpent, you know, and uh, that she is embracing her true humanity and not what she's been told you know, the the identity that she has been told that she is, but ultimately who she's discovered, uh, who she really is. So just throwing that out there.
3: Beautiful. I love it. You might even say that she's wearing some Marian colors with all that blue and a
2: little bit of red. Blue and a little <laughs> bit of red. There you go. <laughs> <laughs>
3: nice. Uh so
1: also, you know, with this whole um embracing who she is, uh there is, and I think this also ties into the, the human aspect of it, this theme of her womanhood. And, um, you know, we get that montage towards the beginning also of her as a little girl and these different um, pivotal moments in her memory where she remembers um, being told you're going too fast, right? When she was driving the car, um, you're not strong enough. When she's training in the military uh, you're too emotional right um, so all of these things tie into her being a woman and for me personally um, and I'll ask you Maria what you th- how you responded to that uh, montage and that whole theme but for me that really really struck a chord with me as a woman because I think most women have those experiences where uh, as a little girl you You know, you have people say stuff like that to you. And even as a woman, of course, as a grown woman, you have that as well. Um, So for me, it was, you know, with with DC, we had Wonder Woman and I had kind of my girl power moments in that movie. Um, And they were different from the girl power moments, I think, in Captain Marvel. And I really appreciated this whole idea of her being human, you know, and being. A woman and rising above the, the challenges that she faced. So, Maria, what, what were your thoughts?
3: Oh, I, I really agree with you um, as a I'm a little bit older than you, just a little bit, just just a little bit. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so I was an athlete as a as a little girl right into, you know, as a woman in college. And so I, you know, saw the benefit, for example, of Title IX that opened up um, a little mo- a little more money for our athletic programs and things like that. Um, oh, my goodness. And I heard it all the time. And especially and especially, I think maybe even in my Hispanic culture where, I, you know, go put on a dress and, you know, serve your daddy kind of thing. Um, and so I sure I heard it all the time. And I also had that that special connection, I think, with with uh, Captain Marvel that was different, not better necessarily, but different from uh, the Wonder Woman experience because um, I was kind of caught up in Wonder Woman's feminine genius, if you will, that that love was leading her. Whereas in in Captain Marvel, I mean, there were moments when, yes... It was about a woman power kind of thing. But for the most part, it was her humanity. And does it matter that she's a woman or a man in this role? And and I really appreciated that, too. She had a job that she wanted to do. She had a goal that she wanted to accomplish. There was a world to save. And, and she went and did it. And she managed to do it by having normal relationships with other people, um, by overcoming obstacles. And it, it wasn't about here's a chick flick. It wasn't a, it wasn't. Here's a here's a, you know, oh, are we doing another woman centered, you know, hero moment here, but rather that she was just a human being. And that's what I really appreciated about about
0: this. Yes. Yeah,
1: so I'm curious to get the guy's take on this. too.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, um, th- that was beautifully said. And I think the the whole, uh, you know, the again the theme of the movie is is like you said it's more about her humanity and it's it's really her just like accepting who she is like discovering who she is because most of that was suppressed you know um her memories were suppressed her powers were suppressed um but seeing her become aware of herself and, and spending that time back on earth uh helped her realize um the type of person she was and uh the the type of, the types of qualities that she had. And, and she just accepted them. And she said, you know, I'm fine the way that I am. And, and I don't need, uh, you know, any Cree knowledge or any, you know, artificial intelligence telling me what to do, um, or, or telling me what type of person I am. Um, I have, you know, she had like her, uh, her, be- you know, reuniting with her best friend, you know, uh, I think those scenes, uh, you know, were are pivotal and in, in realizing who she was. And then ultimately I know we'll get on to, to later parts of the movie when, when she's uh, helping the scrolls uh, out. Um, uh, she's realizing, you know, like, you know what, I, this is who I am and I'm going to embrace it. And, and obviously we see that where she literally gets rid of the green crease uh, and uh, embraces her, uh, her uh, literally her, her own, uh, uh, her own, uh, skin, um, and if you will. Um, so yeah, I think, I think it was a beautiful way to, to sort of tell her story, um, without it being, uh, too cliche, because usually we'll see, we'll see it go the way of, um, you know, someone, uh, learning new, new, new skills or new traits or, you know, uh, not, not really discovering, you know, who they already are. Um, uh, so it was, it was a nice, uh, it was a nice unique twist onto, uh, you know, the superhero origin movie. Yeah. I, I went and saw this with my wife and, um, that was one of the
2: questions I asked her like right afterwards, like, uh, because there's all the talk. I mean, all the talk about this movie has been, oh, it's a, it's a relatable female character. And it's, it was a big about the female character. And, and I've never, I've never been bothered watching People of different backgrounds uh, be heroes and being able to relate to them, and I know that that's one of those things that's as a guy, I have the advantage of I've seen a hundred guy movies, uh, and so coming into to a different perspective for me is not as impactful. I watched Black Panther, I loved it, I thought it was fantastic, It told a really unique, very different story um, that I could relate to, and and this movie, same way, I felt you know, I just felt I felt really empowered. I, I walked out of this movie feeling really great, and I asked my wife, like, so okay. What's the difference? What's the what's the perspective shift here? And and her answer was just it really it really kind of encapsulated what this movie did well. And it it didn't talk about it didn't worry about the fact that she was a superhero. It didn't try and justify the fact that she was a superhero. It didn't even really care about that. That was all secondary to the fact that this was a person who had a lot of really interesting growth inside of herself and she said that the most touching moments in that movie were uh the moments where she was sitting with her friend because uh my wife could see in that the moments where she was sitting with her friends and she just felt so empowered by the the relationship that they had and how much they spoke to the better parts of each other and encouraged each other and that that really was like that was the biggest thing that she walked away from that movie feeling, and she immediately called her friend afterwards and was like, "Oh my gosh, I, I, I saw this and I've thought of you, and it was so great." And so, um, and and that's you know, I, I think that's it's such a cool perspective to get that it's um that that feeling of like the, of the relationship, the connection with other people, was so important to this character and to who she was, and it and and I I, I loved Wonder Woman. I thought Wonder Woman was a great movie, but where you guys are saying this is a totally different kind of movie. I felt like Wonder Woman was like a, a rah rah girl power movie where this one was more like this is a hero movie where the hero happens to be a female. And it and it and it, you know, and and the character itself was so much more important than just the fact that it's a superhero. And so you really got a sense of Carol Danvers. And and I, I really like probably my favorite part of the movie is that she never accepts the Captain Marvel thing herself because that wasn't about her. It, you know, that's the title of the movie, but that's not, you know, this is a movie about Carol Danvers and learning who she is. And that was really, to me, getting that perspective from my wife leaving the movie theater was really great.
3: Yeah, that's a beautiful that's a that's a beautiful analysis of it because it really does it does hit on the human yeah. Uh, relational aspect of it is that, you know, we're we're, no man is an island. We need to be able to relate to each other. And and uh, and I think that they captured that very well. And it really informs the way that she behaves toward the Skrulls, too, because once she sees their family unit, I mean, I I think all bets are off with the Kree in that. I mean, not that it wasn't gone before, but that she really takes on that risk um, to save that family unit.
1: So let's go ahead and dive into that since you uh, brought it up. This the whole aspect of the scrawls and um, their assumed um, place in the story at the beginning is that they are imposters, that they are evil, that they're taking over these different planets and they infest them, um, and so that is our impression. And I think what adds to that impression is that they are shapeshifters and so they can, I guess, sort of get away with that whole <laughs> imposter hideaway type of um, idea. But, um, you know, I, I like how um, it, there was some humor in in Telos, 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 um, how he actually approaches Captain Marvel Um, Carol and uh, sort of says, hey, you know, here I am and um, actually tells his side of the story. Um, Were you guys at all suspicious that there was something off with the story, the way that it was told to us and how we were introduced to this race of people?
2: sadly jude law being uh in the movie at all because <laughs> of the roles that he has taken lately <laughs> because I, he's just so clean cut he's such you know and so like a lot of the roles he's been doing lately have been like this oh he's the good guy he's like oh no he's the bad guy actually and so like <laughs> just knowing he was in the movie i was like ah, oh, he's gonna be the bad guy and so when they started off with the montage i was just like oh here we go <laughs> but, <laughs> So I was a little suspicious from the get go just because of the casting decisions. But I was willing to lay it yeah. aside and still I liked the I liked the turn that it did take. It was it was a good way to kind of play it out.
0: Yeah, as
3: far I was as completely uh, taken in.
0: Oh go ahead, go ahead.
3: <laughs> no, I was I was just gonna say I was completely taken in by Jude Law because he's just so precious.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh but yeah, as far as uh, Jude Law's character, yeah, I knew before I even watched the movie you know, for the same reasons. And also knowing that, that yon is, uh, a villain in the comics and the Kree are evil in the comics. So you can never trust the Kree. Um, uh, so I kind of knew already that's the direction they were headed, but the the real turn was, was the, was Talos's character. Um, and, and the scrolls being, uh, you know, a sort of empathetic race, you know, um, uh, in the comics they are all bad uh this is a big turn in the comics and it's it's actually i don't have an issue with it right now but i might have an issue with how they handle those scrolls if uh, in, in future movies they continue to make them the good guys um they, they did kind of you know tell us, uh did kind of explain later in the movie that you know like with any race there are you know there are good scrolls and there's bad scrolls um uh, but you know, that, that turn, I did not see coming. I mean, the Jude Law thing, I was obvious, but the, the Talos thing, no. Um, so I thought that was a cool twist. Um, and, uh, and like I said, as long uh, for me being, uh, you know, a fan of the comics, uh, one of the big events, uh, Marvel events is, uh, the secret wars, um, where, and it's surrounded by a huge war between the Kree and the Skrull. Um, and obviously the, the Kree scroll war is, is an ongoing thing. And that's talked about in the mo- in the film. Um, so as long as they, uh, I think if, for me, just as a fan, if, if they explore the, the Kree scroll war, uh, more, um, then, uh, then I'd be totally fine, uh, with that turn. Um, because, uh, the scrolls being shapeshifters, uh, they have real potential to be some, some really cool villains. Uh, I mean, they're, in secret wars i mean a lot of our favorite heroes uh turn out to be scrolls um so seeing like captain america be a scroll you know in a future film would would be a cool thing to see uh or something like that so um yeah hopefully you know that's where they go in the future but that's just me being you know a fan <laughs> uh and 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 do that's my little fan fiction for the for the future of marvel I think it's not a bad idea, though, because it's it it deals with the the power
2: problem in a very interesting way. You can't just blast your way through um, through your opponents. You have to really kind of pick. And you saw that a little bit in the Captain Marvel movie where, um, you know, they had to tease out. They had to use a lot more intelligence to tease out who was who. Uh, And there were a couple of those scenes with uh, with Fury where he's uh, his directors standing there talking to him. And he kind of has an inkling of what's going on. And then he drops a couple of good questions that really let him know, oh, this is not the guy that I think it is.
1: Like we did in Havana. <laughs> yeah,
2: right. Exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I know Maria loves that. Um, My
3: favorite line in the movie
1: <laughs> <laughs> The Cuban Among Us. So, um, uh, did, was I the only person to pick up on an immigration kind of theme with the scroll? Oh, no, 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 that I, was pretty I obvious. That, okay. I think, yeah. that, was, <laughs> that was, yeah, it. that was absolutely Okay. I was just wondering <laughs> am I just totally no, I don't know. caught up in the news? but um yeah what did what did you think of the way that they kind of drew those parallels with you know obviously what i think what is really at the has been at the top of the minds of uh americans but also i mean really the whole world um right now uh immigration and um refugees uh Who's bad? Who's good? Who should we let in? Who should we not let in? Um, what did you guys think about all that?
0: Oh well, putting my fan service aside, uh, I, I I liked I, I kind of liked how it was presented. Um, I don't think it was pandering too much uh, in the film. I, I think it's it's just you know it's common sense that a consequence of of war um, is you're you're leaving you know innocent people you know uh, uh, you know either Either innocent lives being, you know, taken, or or innocent people having to, you know, flee the country, you know, in this case, flee their planet. Um, uh, so I think, um, that was a a great sort of creative way of of showing, like, yeah, the Kree Scroll War is, uh, you know, is is an actual war. It brought some humanity to it. It's not like uh, just two alien races, you know, fighting each other uh were able to it was it brought it to you know a, a sort of relatable level for the audience um and and i think that uh you know it, it also has um uh, the way they left it open ended it's like well the war is still ongoing you know it it wasn't resolved and and then it, that kind of explains uh you know what her absence uh you know in between this movie being set in the 90s and and all the marvel movies you know starting in uh you know 2008 um so i it, 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 i thought it was a it was a good way of of like it, it was uh, again explaining why she was gone all that time and and sort of bring a new sort of uh twist uh to the the scroll race uh in, in the marvel universe
3: there was another element in that um that i that i just found delightful um, and that is the way that the children got along at the end um and and I think that that speaks to um you know how how we as adults have these expectations and we create these sometimes bigoted, certainly biased ideas um and yet the kids were happily exploring each other and sharing um with each other and um so I thought that there was also a little element of hope for the future there um in and, and just a very small piece, but but I think significant.
2: Yeah, I I I like the um I I go back whenever I look at a good uh heroine lead, a, a good female lead character. I go back to uh, 1986 Aliens movie Sigourney Weaver's uh, Ripley character, and uh, like she's the benchmark for me. That's that's that that character is the one that you have to live up to. And uh, it's interesting because this movie does it again because you have the humanity of the character in it. But then you also have this, this, the, it goes back to that motherly uh, caring for uh, someone. And, and we miss that a lot in modern uh, superhero movies, because we have these superheroes that are just there to win the fight. And there's so little that they're protecting uh, that, that it's really just about uh, a big slugfest. And that's, that's all it is. And Marvel's been escaping that uh, they've been gradually moving outside of that. And, and I think they saw some of the value in that when they first just destroyed New York City with um, uh, the first Avengers movie. And they and they went back and they're like, oh, OK, how are we going to, you know, how are we going to justify all this stuff? What are these people really defending? And then they started building into Iron Man's character. You know, who is Iron Man fighting for? Not just what is he fighting or why is he fighting? But but who is he fighting for? Who's on the back end of that that fight? And you see that kind of culminate in this movie where you have this really good, solid uh, female character who's caring for a family. And it's a family of of refugees that are down and out that need the protection because uh, they don't have any other way to fight for themselves. And she's standing in that gap. She's standing up and she's really coming there. And it really, it it harkens back to that character of uh, Ripley in the Aliens movies where she's, um, you know, she's protecting. She's got that motherly protection, motherly sense of protection going for her.
1: I think it was interesting that this um, theme was explored with the scroll in particular because, you know, they are shapeshifters. And so they can change into, you know, some other form and I guess deceive people. Um, whereas Captain Marvel, her strength and that uh, protection that you're talking about really comes from her just seeing them as they are, um, what's right in front of them. And the Kree don't see that, even though the Cree are, you know, this mighty race of warriors or whatever. And, you know, they're supposed to be strong and got all the technology and, you know, they have the supreme intelligence or whatever. But, you know, it, they can't see what's right in front of them, which is a people that are suffering and don't have a home you know and um are not a threat to them um so i thought that was interesting that they chose this particular type of alien to um explore this theme
3: empathy is an essential um characteristic for for success of the human person for for the growth of the human person without empathy um, I, I mean i'm sure that dsm has classifications for people who lack empathy, but one of those is that you become a sociopath if you cannot empathize. Um, and so, I think that that's, uh, you know, the, the whole relational aspect of these characters, and even you know, back to the the uh, the the uh, battle in New York. I mean, if you look at the end scenes in that movie, they're they're sitting around having a meal after everything. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. Remember the the, the chicken shawarma (laughs) scene? Yeah. Um, yeah. What what makes the Avengers strong is that they each bring their gifts to the table, so to speak, and and can pick up where 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 someone is weak or where someone's strength is is what's needed in the moment. Um, And I think that that it's seen beautifully in, in Carol, too. Um, especially in Carol, since she is the greatest of the Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> or, so, or so they say.
1: So one of my favorite moments in, and it's a real character moment, is at the end when she does photon blast yon Um She also says, I have nothing to prove to you. And she actually offers her hand to him. Uh, and I... I love that. Yeah, she does, you know, blast him in that really humorous, you know, moment. Um, <laughs> knocking out his uh, his little speech that he's trying to give. But, you know, it's also like you're saying, it's it's who she is. It's what she's about. And she doesn't. She she has that empathy, even for someone who lied to her uh, as long as she she knew him. Um, and, you know, She. She speaks the truth. She says, I, I have nothing, you know, to prove. But then she offers her hand and she sends him on his way. And she says, you know, tell them, tell the Supreme Intelligence I'm I'm out to uh, to end the war, the lies, all of it, you know. And uh, so that that was one of my favorite character moments um, for for Carol. Um, as we're getting into uh. Actually, I mean, I can't believe we've we've been almost talking for for the hour here um, and we've I feel like we've barely scratched the surface with this movie. But um, just to kind of dive into a couple of the fun things that we saw in this movie, um, since we've been talking about all these really deep and thoughtful uh, themes. Uh, So. What were some of your favorite and 90s throwbacks? Because we've got to talk about those. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, so
2: many. Oh, the, oh, the blockbuster and the, uh, <laughs> the, the payphone. Uh, I, you know, my my favorite was probably Coulson. Just just having Coulson show up and, and the way that he's interacting with everything, uh, because it's a very young version of him. It's before he goes through all the stuff that kind of hardens him into who he becomes later as we know him. Uh, it was such a great moment to have him kind of show up in this strip mall that is just full of 90s nostalgia. <laughs> and it's a place anybody could have been in the 90s. And you're like, yep, I remember that. Radio Shack, Blockbuster, uh, 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 everything's here. Uh, so, yeah, the but, but him beeper. showing up. <laughs> oh, yeah, the beeper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh but yeah I th- I thought the the characters that they put into that um you know cuz Fury's Fury Fury's kind of uh, a a non uh, a non time uh, related character but Coulson very much uh fit that that moment of like we see a younger version of him that's that that uh, that's still growing into the agent he's going to become and and he really just he ticked all the buttons for me it was really a great performance and a great script that they wrote for him throughout that whole setup
3: That was great I I just loved everything about the cat and and Nick Fury picking out an eyeball. Uh. Uh, I think I I think I feel that way about Fury.
0: Yeah, I I I actually didn't like the the eyeball thing. Uh, that that was like one <laughs> of my. That's a small gripe, but I thought I just thought it was kind of lame that that was the way he lost his eye. Uh, <laughs> but um going back to the like all the 90s nostalgia in the film i mean yeah like you said the blockbuster movie i mean the blockbuster uh her her crash landing into blockbuster sorry um and uh you know the altavista web browser and, and the <laughs> oh, yeah. you know the dial-up <laughs> yeah. internet oh, yeah, and waiting right. for the cd to load and uh <laughs> you know the 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 flannel shirts and Oh, my gosh, they're the, the troll dolls and, and oh there's so many things. And then you, you have one of the uh, w- one of the final battles. You have um, the, that No Doubt song playing. Uh, yeah, I'm just, a, girl. I'm just yeah, a, girl. Was a good one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which, yeah I thought it was a good choice. Um, but my, I think my favorite thing, uh, if I had to pick one thing that was my favorite was the I thought this was the best uh, Stan Lee cameo. Um, that they've done in any Marvel movie uh, because it, it it literally goes back to his his actual cameo in Mallrats and it's him practicing his lines for that film uh, yeah. so it was a really really cool creative way of doing a Stan Lee cameo um, uh, that I really enjoyed um, because I know not a lot of people got it uh, you know in the theater because you know not too many people have seen Mallrats uh, um, especially the young the younger folks uh but that's a movie I I, I remember and I remember his cameo and I think that's the f- and that was his first film so it was kind of cool um uh harkening back to that
1: yeah for sure um my, totally my favorite was uh no doubt um yeah, I know uh, on the other movie podcast that we have on a uh, SQPN Star Quest uh we've got Dom and uh Father talking about how they didn't really think that the song fit in that particular moment, but I just oh, thought no. it was like perfect. I, w- I mean, that was kind of like my fist pump moment of the movie um, because oh, it, yeah. it just...
2: Gwen Stefani as a, as a yeah. Oh, it, I was singing yeah, along really in the theater, like yeah, when that song came on. So, Definitely. so let,
3: let, me, let me put it in a different context. I think I'm, I'm as old as those other folks you were talking about or a little older. I was teaching high school at the time, and and I had um, I taught journalism, so I had an open lab, and and uh, the kids played that song on loop. That song, I don't know, was it an anthem for that time? I <laughs> I don't know. It was. I, but I would boy, say so, I remember. Yeah. It. yeah, you think so? Oh my yeah. gosh, I remember that they would put that song on, and I would say, "Can you find something else?" <laughs> and, uh, over and over again, so yeah, I thought that was very well played there, well, you know it's there's just
1: so much that we can um that we can talk about with this this movie. I really enjoyed this movie. um I've seen it twice, but I know I'll see it many more times. um Guys, is there anything else that you are dying to get in to our secrets discussion here? Man, uh, I, mean, no, I, I want to give all the
3: spoilers for Endgame. <laughs> is what I want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I,
2: you know, one thing, one thing I will say is I have a lot of friends that were on the fence about this character and about this movie and about it coming out right before Endgame, and that were really concerned about her being, uh, you know, this uh, this character that just comes in and kind of steals the show. Uh, and I, I thought that the the way that it was done, uh, and and this is the thing that I walked away from the movie with was. That moment where she says, yes, I am only human. And that for me was just the most powerful statement of just we are we're only human. But man, can we do some really great things when we put our mind to it? That was the moment that was like really the the whole concept behind the movie. And that was the thing that saved the character for me, you know, from this this uh, this apprehension that she was going to be overly powerful or going to steal the show from all of the work that the Avengers had done up to this point. Uh, I was not worried about it at all. I knew it was in good hands when they played that moment of, of humanity out in who she was and how it played into her identity.
0: Yeah. And I thought, you know, again, I, the way the movie handled her and, and sort of explained at the end uh, why she was gone all that time um, was really uh, uh, sort of the best way I think they could have explained, you know, like, cause, cause, cause she could always be, you know, like the, the easy answer to all your problems, you know, cause of how powerful she is. But, um, knowing that she has like, uh, you know, a cosmic side to herself and, uh, an earthly side to herself, she feels responsible for protecting the universe and not just planet earth. So, um, Again, not to spoil Endgame too much, but you know we see some some of that resonate in Endgame, uh, and I love how they dealt with her character in Endgame, uh, because again, uh, like you mentioned with with this movie, you know, uh, coming be- right before Endgame, it's like, oh, is she gonna just be like the, you know, the the easy answer for for Thanos in that film, um, uh, you know, this character that we just got introduced to. Um, but no, they handled her really well. You know, Endgame really did focus on the original Avengers and didn't bring her too much into the story. I thought they they there was just enough, you know, Carol Danvers seasoning in, in that film that that needed to be there. Um and then the reasons for her in that film for why she wasn't, you know, always present uh for every battle was was, was a good reason as well. Um, and then one, la- uh, one last thing, you know, we can't talk about this movie without talking about Ben, Metals- ben Mendelsohn's mm. uh, performance. I thought, you know, he stole every scene he was in and uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, he's one of my favorite actors working today. And, and he was just so he was hilarious uh, for, for, you know, all his different mannerisms, you know, when he walked in, you know, sipping on a soda uh, it was this, just watching him in that alien makeup drinking a soda was was, was a treat. Um, so uh, I really want to say that before before we wrap up.
1: Thank you for that.
3: Uh, Maria, any final thoughts? No, no, you guys. Boy, you hit it on the on the nail on the head. Beautifully done.
1: Well, speaking of um, heroic people. Uh, I want to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible to create Secrets of Movies and TV shows, including Robert B., Peter H., Joshua R., Don C., and Andrew W. Thank you guys so much. Uh, their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the Secrets of Movies and TV shows and all the shows at StarQuest. And you can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give so that's it for us what did you think of captain marvel and our discussion of it what did we miss uh tell us your thoughts let us know by visiting sqpn.com slash secrets or the star quest facebook page and leave us some feedback let us know send us an email secrets at sqpn.com all right until next time maria johnson thank you for joining me in sharing the secrets of captain
3: marvel oh my goodness what a pleasure to be here with you all again
1: andrew uh wonderful to have you thank you for sharing your geekery and your comic knowledge with us
0: anytime it's my pleasure thank you guys
1: and thomas what a pleasure to have you on as well thank you so much
2: it was wonderful to be here thanks
1: And once again, I'm Angela Cialana. Thanks, everybody, for joining us and listening to secrets of movies and TV shows on StarQuest. See you next time.